of the Riley Reynolds Podcast. I'm, I go by the name of Riley Ritz, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out Bushwick, shout out Canarsie, shout out Best Eye. I rap, I review OnlyFans, and as of today, I podcast. Shout out to my old listeners, shout out to my new listeners, and there's some things to touch about, so obviously you know about the fucking... Intro, so let's get to it. Oh shit, Ray Liotta. Wow, he's older. I'm just looking at my screen. There's this new season of Hannah on Amazon Prime, and damn, he he's came a long way since Goodfellas. That's wow. But um, yeah. First things first. Um, RP, RP to Virgil. Ablo and RP Chadwick Bosman. It's been a year since Chadwick passed, but nonetheless, his birthday just came. That's the wild shit. Virgil passed away on November 28th, and Chadwick Bosman's birthday was the day after it. That's wild. Like, rest in peace to both of them, healing energy of recovery towards their loved ones, families, and friends, and their fans. Virgil. Virgil Abloh passing was actually a surprise. Like, it came out of nowhere for the rest of us because obviously we don't know, which I'm which I'm a bookmark and get to in a minute. Turns out he passed away. Turns out he passed away from. Let me see this real quick. He was diagnosed with cardiac angiosarcoma, a type of cancer, though, a, a basically a rare type of cancer. He chose to keep that private. He passed away at the age of 41 in Chicago. That's nuts. 41 is still young to me. I don't care. Like That's wild. But he accomplished a lot. He accomplished a lot in his life. He was, what, the first African-American to be... Arti- he was the first African-American artistic director at... At a French, at a French luxury fashion house, Gucci, Louis Louis Vuitton, not even that. Not even. I, I got them shits tongue tied. He was the first African American. Ooh, he was the first African American artistic director over at Louis Vuitton, and found it off white. Sorry for being tongue tied for a second, like. I'm just now getting my thoughts together 100% completely. So, yeah. It's just, that shit is wild. Like, there's a lot of deaths that we didn't expect had to happen in 
2021. It's to the point where we're so numb to it. To death in general. And I know with death, it has people reassess their life and legacy. What legacy they're going to leave. But it also brings out the weird on people. You know, I mean, feel how you want to feel about Virgil and his other design choices. You're entitled to feel how you want to feel when he did that bullshit Pop Smoke album cover. You're entitled to that. You're entitled to some of his, you know, fashion design choices. You're entitled to feel how you want to feel about a lot of his choices. But what you can't deny is the impact that he made on the culture, on the fashion culture, on the hip-hop fashion culture. Like, he he maximized his legacy as much as he could before he passed away. So I tip my hat off to that man. Like, I can never talk greasy about someone that did so much and made so much impact as well as inspired people. You know, so... Again, my condolences and healing and energy and recovery towards the close ones, families and friends and shit. And a year ago, Chadwick Boswin passed away from, what, stage four colon cancer? And he was another one that maximized his, maximized his legacy as much as he could before he passed away. Hence why we always saw that man working. Hence why he always looked like he lost some weight. And the whole time, we was teasing him about it. Not realizing what, not knowing what he was, what he was really going through. And the more I speak on both of them, the more I'm thinking, and I may be wrong about it, but I think, this is just me speaking, I think Chadwick would have wanted people to like, treat him like that rather than have pity on him. And I say that because I'm thinking about um, the movie, whatchamacallit, Bohemian Rhapsody, when Freddie Mercury found out he had HIV. And the only people he told it to was his bandmates and his manager. And he was like, yo, I have I have HIV. I wanted y'all to hear it for me first, and this stays with, within us. I don't want to be, you know, uh, a charity case or a poster boy for HIV. Like I'm an artist. I want to be remembered for my artistry. I want to be remembered for my music, not be just another just another HIV case. And I think that was no different than. I think that was no different with um, Virgil and Chadwick. So believe it or not, I think he rather would have wanted us to, you know, make fun of him for the Wakanda thing. I mean, although the the skinny shit, that's still that. Of course, it's weird now looking back at it, but even before us knowing his symptoms, I think he probably would have rather that than just look at him with pity. And look at him in a different type of light. And plus, from what I understand, um, once that once your job or your industry or whatever finds out that your that your health is in decline, that's when the work dries up. So that's another thing. 
So I get, I mean, I get why they would keep it hidden from the public. And to be honest, it's none of our business. People like Virgil, Chadwick, whatever, they don't owe us any explanation. We're a fan. We're going to stay in the fan. Well, I'm going to stay in the fan's place. Like, it sucks they were going through what they were going through, but at least they did as much as the physical and mental strength that they had and energy that they had before, you know, the God forbid happened. So, I think they would have rather us, rather us remember them as artists than just the person that died with cancer or the person that died in their deathbed or the person that suffered while they was working on this. No, I'm going to remember them how they would have wanted me to remember them. Like Chadwick being fucking T'Challa in Black Panther or Chadwick being playing Jackie Robinson or Chadwick playing... Um, James Brown or Chadwick playing, um, what was that name? What was his name? Marshall? I can't remember his full name. Or Virgil with the off-white shit. Tell Virgil, put brick on my brick. Like, his, his name is forever etched in song. Can't never shit on that man. And fucking Freddie Mercury. We don't remember him from dying for no fucking HIV. We remember him for being in Queen. We are the champion. Legacy. Name. Ashton Stone. So I totally get why they would hide their fucking diagnosis from people. Nobody went like, who wants to be known as a charity case? Who, who, wants, to, who wants to have a charity case as their legacy? That shit ain't cool. Nobody wants to be remembered as a victim. Which is why I keep telling people. Nope. Which is why I keep telling people, but... I'll bookmark that and get back to that later too. But um like I said earlier, with death, it makes you reassess your life, makes you look back, damn, there's a lot that I need to get done. The whole legacy shit. The whole le- the whole legacy shit. Soon as someone dies, especially someone no- well known dies, it makes you review like, damn, what have I done to have myself rem- remembered? And I think I read a book about that. Nah, not even think. I know I read a book about that. I just don't know how to word it. It's um, people go on this legacy shit. And I know I said it like third or fourth time, but it's true. What have I done to make people remember me? What have I done to like feel like I'll matter after I'm gone? Because the only thing that counts when you die is what people thought of you. Or if they'll ever think of you. So people get into this whole legacy bag and it's just like, fam, not all of you were, not all of you are going to be a well-known fucking celebrity. As long as your immediate family or close friends or whatever loves you and you treat them with respect or you do what you do, that's it. I mean, but if it inspires you to push your dreams out harder, then great. The only thing I don't like is be kind. This phrase, be kind to people. You never know what they're going through. Be kind to people. We should start being nice to people. Y'all said this shit last year with Chadwick. Matter of fact, let me just get this out real quick because I said it a bunch of times on Twitter. I remember back when I was following Shannon Thornton 
on Twitter. This is when um, fucking P Valley had just came out. And that's when everybody found out chat would pass. And she said something very, not very similar to that, basically. We should start 24 hours of being nice. We should be nice to each other. We never know what it's going through. And I, this is what I said verbatim, if not close to it. Y'all say this shit now, then five minutes later, you getting ready to cur- you getting ready to call somebody weird because they poured milk before the cereal. And I kid you not, she blocked me. <laughs> she blocked me behind that shit. Now, she only blocked me on Twitter. I could still go to Instagram and see her thirst trap. She's a baddie. But I do not regret what I said because it's fucking true. Whenever somebody asks me, like, yo, why, what did you say to that girl? Why did, you, why did she block you? What did you say to that girl? And I bring it up. Niggas say it to me like I'm an asshole. I remember fucking this dude, Cope. He said, that was too soon. Like, that was too soon to say. I'm like, soon my ass. Soon my ass. Like, what do you mean that's too soon to say? This is the same shit whenever a celebrity dies. Be nice to people. You never know what they're going through. Because that shit is fake. That shit is fake. And I'm ready for people to, to retire that phrase. Because, first of all, why is it that... Why do, why do people still feel entitled to know a celebrity's business? You're a fan. Stay in the fan's place. Most of y'all just fucking nosy anyway. Y'all don't give a fuck what's going on about their fucking life. And unless it's filled... Like, these fucking reality... We've been so fucking used to these reality shows ever since the real world to the point where we feel entitled to be in everybody's business. Whether it's somebody we like or somebody we don't fuck with. We're just used to that shit by now. And I'm here to tell y'all that's not the fucking case. It's really not. These people are not entitled to fucking divulge every facet of their lives to us. If they, if they don't have to, if they don't want to, they don't have to. It's, it's as simple as that. Why, like, what if Virgil would have told you, what if Virgil would have told the whole public, by the way, I have stage whatever cancer? Then what? What would, what would you, what would have you have done about it? Tell him fucking Dr. CB's plan? And this is not making fun of his plan at all, but I'm just saying, what would you have done about it personally? Well wishes and prayers and all that shit is cool, but you wouldn't have done shit about it or wouldn't or wouldn't have cared enough to do anything about it. If anything, y'all would have been the, them fucking contrarian motherfuckers just saying, so, what that got to do with me? I don't care. And I'm going to get to that contrarian shit too. Like if people tell you it's because they want to tell you, not because they feel obliged to tell you. And second of all, why do people have to be suffering for them to get any level of kindness? That's another thing. Why does a person have to be near their deathbed for you to be a decent human being? Why does a person have to have a lot of money for you to be a decent human being to them? Why does a person have to have clout just for you to be a decent being to them? And for those who don't know what clout is, it's two different definitions. One is a a piece of fucking dirt. And the second one is basically influence and or power. 
So why does a person have to have something to benefit you for you to be a decent human being to them? You should be a decent human being just because. It shouldn't have to be attached to a reward system or something that can benefit you, whether in the long or short run. Just be nice to them. Damn. And the funny shit is, y'all will say some things like, we got to be nice to people. We don't know what they're going through. But in the same breath, say, nobody's entitled to anything. So my thing is, which hip hop hypocrisy are you living by? Which one do you want us to live by? Which one are you living by? The no one owes us anything part or no one owes us anything part or be nice to people because you don't know what their struggle is behind closed doors part. This isn't the case of two things can be true. No, because this is just positive and negative here. <laughs> like, it's not that hard just to be kind to people, period. And you, like, I don't want to keep sounding like a broken record, but it's true. Like, why should it be a celebrity? Why should I have to be a fucking celebrity near deathbed for you to be, you know what? I should be more kind to myself. You know what? I should be more kind to that person. He could die five minutes from that. What? Impending death will have you reassessing how much you've been an asshole before I get some type of politeness. I stand on what I said with Shannon Thornton. A person's death don't change y'all. People that say that type of shit, a a person's death don't really change y'all. It'll fuck y'all heads up for like two to five minutes and then you'll go about your day being the same person. Like, you don't really care. You You either really don't care or... Death has desensitized us. Violence and death has desensitized us, which is true. Especially since fucking the ball dropped on 2020. Death and violence has really desensitized us. And being on our phones fucking 24-7 doesn't help it. It's to the point where people could, somebody could get seen being beat to death and they won't even bat an eye. Um, what was that story about? A girl being sexually assaulted at the train station and all these people did was just pull out their phones and recorded the shit. That's how desensitized we are. We'll pull out we'll we'll pull out phones but not help, but record the shit, post it on our social media, and put in these performative captions on how we need to save and protect black women the whole time the fucking opportunity was there. Yeah, you was just too scary to do shit, pussy. But my thing is, I just want people to like think. Stop with the stop with the performative shit. Don't make it seem like you care when you really don't. You're just as selfish as the people you condemn. You just don't like it when that selfishness is turned back on you, turned around on you. Then it's damn. I wish people were nice to me. The fuck out of here. Be the change you want to see. Be nice without expecting. If that person don't reciprocate, that is on them. Unfortunately, like, I, that's, that's just the time you can't, I don't see retaliating on that one. I don't see retaliating on that one. Like, 
There's times I've been nice to people. And when I look back on it, when I look back on it, there's been times I've been, there's been times I've been nice to people expecting that energy to be reciprocated to me. And I've been disappointed when it was never the case. Especially people when I thought were cool with me. But now it's, but now it's like, you know, still be a nice person, but just be aware of who you're nice to. Like, just because somebody turned down your kindness doesn't mean it's an indictment on your character. They just not in the place to receive it. That's on them. That's not on you. It's just, all right, fall back for them and just... Fall back for them and just move when it like do it when it moves your energy to. That's what I tell people, and that's what I also abide by. Practice kindness when it moves your energy to do so. This way, when you do it, you're not attached to any outcomes going your way. You're just doing it because it moves your energy to do so, and you can't control how. You're rewarded either. You're just going to get rewarded when you least suspect it. And that's the best type of reward to receive, to be honest. Maybe the same day, maybe the same week, maybe next week, maybe. You don't control how you're blessed by the universe. Feel me? You just are whenever you move from an authentic place. So that's all I'm saying. Like, fuck the performative shit. Just be about it for real. Be kind to people. It could be something as small as good morning or smile. I know niggas is weird about it on here. Like, niggas smile. You smile at a stranger. They think you plotting on their life or you being weird. It's It's happened to me a couple times. But don't let that, again, don't let that discourage you. Just be nice or be a decent human being. Without being attached to an outcome. Being kind is not a reward system. It's not. It's not, you know, a tangible thing. Just do it just because. And that's it. Don't just don't. Don't fucking say life is too short. We got to be kind and then say nobody owes you anything. Nah, you. Too many of y'all want to have your cake and eat it too. So, yeah. Um, and earlier on Twitter, matter of fact, yesterday on Twitter, I saw one of my followers tweet something. Basically, something to the effect of somebody that calls you their friend but speaks to someone that they know you have a problem with. Something to that. Something along those lines. And that's something, and that's the main reason why I do not call people friends. Like, I'll to I'll like shorten this story for you real quick because I know I told this on a couple podcast episodes ago. But to shorten it, ever since I got jumped by somebody I called a friend and his cousin, I've been very careful who I give that f word to. Before then, it's just the word I would never say is love. And that's only because of the household I grew up in. Like, we rarely said it to one another. And the only time I said it was to, like, two women. 
Other than that, I rarely say it. So whenever I do say it, just know it means a lot to me. You mean a lot to me. And now friend is in that same type of category because I'm a very loyal person. I'm very loyal. Like who, if somebody opposes you, they oppose me. You, you have a problem with someone, they have a problem... They have a problem with me too. Now what? It doesn't... Whether I have the courage of 10 men or just scaredy as a bitch. I will walk through that fire with you. I will walk... I will walk towards my fears. That's the type of person I am anyway. Whatever I'm afraid of, I will walk towards it. And come out better for, for it. But... To me... People be throwing that... F word way too loosely for me. This is just me. And that's and people will throw that friend word just off one encounter. Whether y'all exchange, y'all have a good exchange on Twitter or y'all have a good exchange in real life and one day, like that's cool and all, but it takes more than like one good encounter for me to call you a friend. You know? Like, there's a vibe, transparency, consistency, action. All those things I pay attention to. As long as, long as you're honest, long as you're honest, you keep your word. Fuck. long as you're honest, you keep your word, you follow through with your actions, be consistent on those. I will never question your loyalty and I will never allow anyone to question it behind your back. But the moment that that consistency fall off, so do I. Like my loyalty go as far as you go. The moment that loyalty dips, so do I. I'm at that age where I can't have, This is just me speaking. I know there's other people that share that same sentiment, but this is just me speaking. I'm at that age where, like, too many chances can't... I can't afford to be giving out too many chances out here. I can't. And a lot of people are at that fucking point, too. People in, the, like, people in their 20s, like, you're young, you still got a lot of living to do. But even then, they're adopted to that same mentality. Like, one fuck up... Whew, I can't afford to be around for the second, third, fourth, fifth fuck-ups. I have my whole 20s for that. I'm not going in with that in my 30s. <laughs> Just the minute one red flag pops up, I'm good. And especially if you're talking to somebody that I have a problem with. If I told you I have a problem with that person, and I told you why specifically, and you still chill with that person... And I brought it up to a couple, and I brought this up to a couple people before, and it's like, and they and they'll be like, I'm still cool with that person. I just won't bring them up. Nah, nigga. Like some of them, like don't get me wrong, some of them will be on that mature whatever type of time. If you're still gonna be with that person or talk or hang out with that person, I won't make them choose between you and I. Just I won't be there when you're there. But it's like. And I tried to subscribe to that theory, but it's just, no. No. No, I can't subscribe to it at all. 
My loyalty is just wired different. My loyalty is just wired different. Once you put that, once we're in that friend word territory, I'm just wired different. If I tell you I have a problem with this person, specifically why? Like, it'll be different if it's just some asinine petty shit. Then it's like, whatever, I don't want to be bothered by that, whatever. But if it's something as serious as them trying to, like, put stain on my character or put stain on your character or threaten your life and whatever the fuck, then, and you're still hanging with that person, like, that's just gonna, what's gonna, what that tells me is I can't trust you. And in this case, you already made up your mind. You already made your choice. You already decided. You already made your decision based on your little likability meter. Like, you're, you're okay, but I fuck with him or her way more than you. So, do what you gotta do. And I will. And I will. And that's why whenever fucking... Whenever I used to be around a certain people and I say I had no friends, they'll be either real offended or fake offended. I don't fucking care. I don't care. I don't care. If you don't move like a friend's supposed to move, I won't call you a friend. At best, you're an associate or an acquaintance. Like nothing more, nothing less. Like, I don't play, like, I don't play those games. I really don't. And I don't, and I wouldn't expect other people to play those games. But then again, I don't know how other people move. I'm just basing it on, on how I move. Other, other people define loyalty differently than I do. But I take my loyalty very, 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 very seriously. Very seriously. My loyalty go as far as you go. When your loyalty dips off, so do I. Like, I can't have, like, I had my whole 20s to, I had my whole 20s to bump my head against the wall. Like, 30s, like, nah. All, all it's going to take is once. Like, I can't, I'm in a place to where I can't afford to ignore my discernment. Like, I've already done that once this year. Like, I'm not a, I'm not going to do it to myself again. So, I mean, if it doesn't, as for the rest, as for the listeners, if somebody moves like that, it's up to you. It's up to you. Like, don't, I went, like, don't put up with some, don't willingly put up with something in the name of friendship, quote unquote, just to have somebody you can call a friend, like. A real friend wouldn't make you feel like your feelings are invalid or your uncomfortability is invalid. If you take that serious and you and it and that shit matters to you, always make sure you bring it up with that person first if you haven't already. If you already brought it up once to them and they and they keep doing what they do anyway, that's telling you right there how they feel about you and the friendship. So that decision lies on you. But if they doing something and you never made the boundaries clear or how what that person did to you is like, nah, then you bring it up to them. 
Don't assume for them to know. Like communication is very important. Don't like, unless y'all some psychic friends down, psychic friends down know about. Unless y'all X Men friends, then that's a total whole different scenario. Handle your handle, but always communicate that shit. If they don't know, if they really don't know, and you never communicated that to them, then you approach them on like, yo, I have a problem with this person because of X, Y, Z. But if you communicated that to them before and they still doing what you do and they still doing what they want to do, they're telling you what they think of you and your friendship. Then it's up to you from there. Me, I done told you already. Loyalty. I take my loyalty seriously. If that person is not loyal to me and to this friendship, then... All of my loyalty and energy, whatever, is going to be refocused back into me. So, that's just me. Um, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just bring it up. Have any of y'all watched the, um, the true story on Netflix with Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes? I'm not even going to hold it with y'all. On the first episode, within the couple minutes, like, so far, I'm like, yo. So, I'm like, yo. Kevin Hart just seems like an asshole. <laughs> Kevin Hart just seems like an asshole. It's basically like watching his um, Netflix documentary series that was on Netflix a year ago. And I was like, yo, this dude, this dude just seems like an asshole. Like, I don't get it. Like, I wasn't sold on it so far, but as I started watching episode one towards the end and then going into episode two and then episode three, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is really good. This is really good. Like, I'm not even going to hold it. If you'd have told me that a limited series show on Netflix starring Wesley Snipes and Kevin Hart would have been good, I'd have been skeptic. As a matter of fact, Dommy how I knew about it was surfing through that new and popular section when they tell you what's coming out within the month, week, and whatever, next week. That's how I knew about it. And I just kept the reminder on I looked through the trailer. And I'm like, oh shit, the trailer looks good. And the whole series lived up to it. It really did. Like I fucked with it. Especially seeing Kevin Hart in a different light like that, in a serious ass role like that. Like we're all, we're used to his um his his well, comedy concert specials. We're used to him being in the family movies. We we're used to we even used him in the in the buddy cop movies, with with Ice Cube and The Rock. But seeing him in this, this is a this is a breath of fresh air. I ain't gonna lie. Like I would love to see him in more shows like these. I would love to see him in more serious role like these. Like, now we're getting to see him and other... Now we're getting to see his range for real. That's how I feel. Now we're really getting to see Kevin Hart's range. He keeps stepping out and other stuff like this. Yo. It could be possible. It could be possible for him to be in a fucking, like, actor's conversation with Will Smith and, and some other folks. It can be possible. It can be possible. That true story series was good. 
But I ain't gonna lie, Kevin Hart's character was getting fucked over, dude. That that shit might as well be named Extortion the Series. That ass. It might as well. Because that man was getting extorted since fucking episode one. All the way to the end. He was getting ext- he like his his brother was his own brother was working on him. Spoiler alert, by the way, I don't give a fuck. Like shit been out for a, for a week. If you didn't see it, that's your fuck up. His brother was his own brother was working on it since episode one. So his own brother was distorting him. The motherfucking Greek was distorting him. The the super fan was distorting him for friendship. And at the end of the shit, his fucking bodyguard ended up extorting him. But he took a bullet for him, so I get it. But still, you know what that whole like, you know what this whole shit reminded me of? Remember um the season three of Chappelle's show when the barbers and Chappelle wanted to find it out he was getting paid like fifty or sixty million dollars. And right then and there, the barbers and everyone else started extorting him on the spot. Eleven thousand dollars. Nigga, that ain't the price. That was the old price. <laughs> that was ba- that was basically a true story. That specific Kevin, that specific Dave Chappelle skit. Might as well call that shit extortion the series. That's what I'm gonna start calling it. Extortion. And it was all extorting him for the same fucking number. Six million dollars. Or five thousand dollars. Like I said, except that one fan. That that fan was extorting him, but for friendship. Let me hang out with you. Let me be your best friend. And all that other shit. That's it. But other than that, he was being he was being extorted all across the boards. He was even being extorted by his fucking baby moms. Which was surprisingly Lauren London. Oh shit. Even Lauren London was good in the first few minutes that she was in there. And not for nothing, for and not for nothing, she's not, she's normally not all that great of an actress. I'm sorry, man. Like being Nipsey Hustle's baby moms doesn't excuse you for being a bad actress for the most part. I'm sorry. The marathon continues and all that, but she uses, yeah. But even in those couple minutes that she was in that fucking series, she was good. Like the chemistry, like all that. I fucked with it. I fucked with that show. Definitely watched A True Stories on um, the Netflix. It's definitely worth watching. But um, you know what? Now that I mention it, I'm not even going to hold y'all. Let me just get it out my chest. Um, I was on X videos. Yes, the porn site X videos. And as I was logging into my account, you know, searching for new scenes to get into. How I search for new scenes is I go to my usual and then I go to those recommended video section to towards the bottom and shit. And I just start searching for one that catches my eye. Some do some... Like, there's a little bit that do, but most of them don't. So, it just leads you down to a rabbit hole of finding that one perfect scene. Or that one scene that you remember back when you were in, what, junior high, high school? In your early 20s? 
The shit that you saw back when DVDs were still relevant. I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy, which is which is another reason why I never had a problem buying, you know, porn content. I never had a problem buying porn content because that's whenever I get that itch to go to that scene, that DVD is right over there. And mind you, in the beginning, it started as, you know, bootleg DVDs. And I'm sorry to the African poppies, but I used to steal them shits. And they knew, one of them knew. Back when I was living in Canarsie, one of them knew, which is why he kept, what are you doing? Like, he kind of knew after a while. It was like, damn. But, um, yeah, it went from the fake DVDs to the real ones, to the point where I would go to the fucking city, to the porn shops, and buy them shits. And I didn't care. I did not care. Didn't bother me then. At least I got what I like. At least I won't have to fucking search into these porn mixtapes for my favorite scene. I know exactly where to go to directly. It's right there. But um, anywho, as I was going through the rabbit hole of my favorite scenes or X videos, I realized somebody posted uh uh. A cellist way, quote unquote, sex tape. Now, this girl had me blocked since the first OnlyFans reviews. So, I don't know what the fuck is going on with her. Like, I'm blocked from all of her. You know, the OnlyFans, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. And I wound up blocking her from both Twitter and Instagram because she was getting crazy with the death threats. Fuck that bitch. Anywho, um, I saw her sex tape on X videos, and I yes, I know it's stolen content, but fuck it, I watched it out of curiosity. And sex tape is a very loose word. It's a very loose word. Like the best way for me to summarize that it will it would be in two words: tripod. Deadass. That's what that sex tape needed. A tripod. Because there's no way I should be seeing more of a man's ass than hers. Like, there's only fucking two positions that you see. The, the, the back shots and the missionary. And, the, and it's not even a please. It's not even a missionary to where you can see a full view of the fucking bodies. You just see man ass on top of woman ass. And you see more of the man ass than you do woman's. And it's fucking hairy. And then the fucking back shots, you see, again, you don't, you don't get full body presentation. You just see her ass, his dick, and, well, it's good to know that she's a creamer, but that's it. Sex tape is a very loose word. And... Not only that, like, she, she's giving out these bullshit. You know what? Fuck it. It's not just her. It's not just her. Why is it all the self-proclaimed bad bitches have trash-ass sex mixtapes? It doesn't make sense to me. Her, Johnny Blaze, fucking Pamela Anderson, Kim Kardashian, Ray J, like, even to an extent, like, 
I want to say China, like, God rest the dead. But at least with China Axe Pie, you got somewhat of a full body vision. At least with the Paris Hilton sex tape, you got a full body vision of what was going on. Even with that, even with that whack ass night vision shot. I hate that night vision shot. I hate it. Hate it. But at least you saw something. I call the Ray J. Kim Kardashian shit trash because it's like, it, or to me, it was, it was just trash. Like, it wasn't nothing that special. The only sex tape that's really worth watching is Mimi Foss, a.k.a. Shower Raw sex tape. That was the only one worth watching. Like, at least she's into it. At least she sells it. The fuck? All these other stuff, like... It's always the self-proclaimed bad bitches that give out the trash-ass sex tapes. Always. They don't even sound fucking enthusiastic when they're getting fucked. It's always... Mm, 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 mm. I heard fucking dogs and cats give better moms than that. Like, what the fuck? But y'all get offended at me when I point out the fucking obvious? Why? Like, if you're going to be a bad bitch, be a bad bitch. Like, throw that shit back. And again, invest in a fucking tripod. A tripod is not even expensive. It's really not. You can just order that shit off Amazon. And if your, and if your motherfucking followers ain't buying that shit off a wish list, fucking just get that in the fucking family dollar store or some shit. Shit's just like, what, $30, $60? Invest in a tripod and that's it. Like, damn, like, I hate them fucking sex tapes. I hate, like, it's always the bad bitches with the garbage-ass sex tape. It makes no fucking sense. Nobody's expecting fucking professional footage. It's just, it's just the simple things that make shit count. If y'all gonna film y'all little fucking sex tape and then have the audacity to sell it on OnlyFans on the fucking pay-per-view DMs for fucking... I bet you she's still selling them shits for like $300. And that's exactly what y'all gonna see. Trash. So, obviously, ain't nothing changed since I last reviewed her. Ain't nothing changed since I last reviewed her. Alright. And like I said, I came across this shit during my rabbit hole travels in fucking X videos. So, in no way, shape, or form, I was looking for sex tapes specifically. I really just came across this shit. And unfortunately, the porn sites we frequent, majority of them have stolen content. Whether it's just from OnlyFans, or whether it's just stuff ripped off official porn sites, or stuff that's ripped off from porn stars' official porn sites, or stuff that's still being ripped off from DVDs. Majority, if not all of them shits are stolen content. So it wasn't intentional. It's just something happened. It's just some it's just something I happened to see. And like if this is the best y'all can do for sex tapes, then damn. Just start with a tripod. That's all I got for you. Just start with a tripod. Damn. Start with a tripod and then you know sell it. If you're not even into the sex scenes that you're doing, just at least sell it. If nothing else, don't just yep, just don't moan on boring like you could be doing anything else but this. Uh, 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 uh. 
Especially the, especially the nigga that bought the pussy. Come on now. She's a stripper, right? Let me not say all strippers sell pussy, but in my experience, like the strippers I frequent, they like they they sell it. They're sex workers. So for the ones that don't, they don't respect their decision. But for the ones that do, if you're going fuck the nigga that that bought you for that bought the pussy for an hour, at least sell it. Sell the moans a little bit. Be convincing. Fuck, it's not that hard. A tripod, be convincing. That's it. Be, that's it. That's it. Like, and let me not assume that the dude she fucked in her quote-unquote OnlyFans sex tape was a, was a, was a, was a customer. For all I know, that could have been her boyfriend. For all I know, that could have been some nondescript rapper. I don't know. But nonetheless, be convincing to them niggas. Like, don't be just, I'm too fucking cool to moan. Like, bitch, you getting cream, you cream in. Like, at least sell it. Damn. Ugh. But, um, we're gonna, we're gonna cut this one short today. Like, I, yeah, I'm gonna cut this one short today. But, um, just to let y'all know, on December 5th, I'm shooting. I'm renting a studio to shoot a visual for my upcoming single on my project that's coming out, my EP project. And I would love for black women to sign up for the email list and participate in this shoot. And in return, y'all would get a free 20-minute photo shoot, free 20-minute photo shoot with five edited images. So... If you're a black woman that lives within the New York or New Jersey area, all you have to do is two things to enter. One, follow me. Follow me on my social media accounts, Riley Ritz, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-S. Follow me on Twitter and or Instagram and sign up for my email list on RileyRittens.com, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S. Dot com. You're going to see the email list right there. Just sign up and make sure you confirm. Make sure you confirm your sign up. Um, check your check your spam folder. I know that's where it goes because it's happened to me before. And um, that's it. I will announce the winners on December 3rd by email and the names I draw up. I will give y'all the address and y'all tell me the day and time and we go from there. I would love to get black women in, involved in my shoot. That would be love. That would be love. It's a positive song about black women. For those who's familiar with my music, the... Yeah, for those who's familiar with my music, this is... Uh, an, uh, think of it as an upgraded version of Fifth Flow. Think of, think of it as an upgraded version to the Fifth Flow. I wouldn't call it a remix or a part two. It's like very, it's an, it's, it's evolved, you know? So this is like worse championing or worshiping black women. I'm going to get, I'm going to get more into that later on. So the giveaway ends at December 3rd. So y'all have until then to follow me and sign up and we're going to go from there. So far, I only have two email signups 
And I really, really, really don't want to cancel this shoe because I want a lot of black women involved in this. So I would really, again, I would really love to get participation from women on a positive ass photo shoot. Like, come as you are, come as you feel comfortable with. It can be dressed up, half naked, whatever you want. Just know it'll be a safe and comfortable atmosphere for you. And speaking of black women, now that I say that, um, free Ari Linux. Yeah, I totally forgot. Currently, the Shea Butter Baby is jammed up in Amsterdam. And hopefully, by the time this, ep- this episode recording is over, she'll be freed. According to the news, is saying that, you know, she was intoxicated. She was inebriated and was very, you know, defensive, saying that there was, um, she was being, and she was saying she, she was saying she was being racially profiled on her Twitter, but other news outlets are saying that she was inebriated and being defensive and shit. And news media being news media, the majority of them are fucking white, so... It's not like we can take their word for it. Eh. But free Ari Lennox, free the Shea Butter Baby, hold your head. You know, I don't blame you if you don't go back or tour in Amsterdam again. Matter of fact, wasn't ASAP Rocky fucking jammed up in Amsterdam? What is it with Amsterdam and black people? Because I could have sworn I saw a TikTok about Amsterdam really being racist. That's wild. So there might be some truth to that, especially with Ari being jammed up now. Yeah, free Ari Lane. Free my shade butter baby wife, my future wife. Free her. Free Courtney Salter. Like, she didn't do shit wrong, but be beautiful, be funny, and be extremely talented and with KFC thighs. Free her. All right? Free her. Like, she's still... She still got more to do in 2022. Like, we won a second album from her and shit. And I want her to have my, I want her to have my Shea Butter sons and daughters and shit. So, it's in the stars, so. But there it is. Free Ari Lennox. Get her out of there. And, um, yeah. Again, shout out to my old and new listeners. Thank y'all for sticking with me and thank y'all and thank y'all new listeners for coming in thank y'all old listeners for staying on i really appreciate you um but again like i said in the giveaway follow my main accounts riley ritz r-i-l-e-y-w-r-i-t-t-s website is rileyrittens.com r-i-l-e-y-w-r-i-t-t-e-n-s.com um if you want to get acquainted with my music matter of fact you should get acquainted with my music R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S. But pretty soon, I'm going to start shortening my name. So, Tidal, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Riley Ritz. Get acquainted with my music if you haven't already. New New shit is definitely on the horizon to drop. So, and... Hmm... I want I don't want to end this off with just one. But fuck that. Tell Virgil to write brick on my brick. And I'm pretty sure Virgil is somewhere in heaven. If you in heaven, right in heaven on the clouds or some shit. So 
on that note, R.P. Virgil, write heaven in the write heaven in heaven, write brick on brick. And I'ma just end this off with writing one on one finger. You you get what I'm doing. You get what I'm doing. I know it's not fucking funny, but R.P. Virgil, one.